0: Alright Alana, well it's um great to have you on. By the way, I love talking about music. I love talking to new artists. Um <laughs> again, th- thanks for uh thanks thanks for joining. Um by the way, c- congratulations on getting over 100,000 streams on your debut single Density. Pretty amazing. Thanks
1: so much, Dean. Thank you and thank you for having me here.
0: So, l- let me ask you this, Alana. When did you first Started this. when? When did you start to sing? To sing? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So funny enough, this all started all because I ended up joining like this little competition. Because okay, it goes back to around I'd say maybe around twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. And I joined this organization called Barbizon because it started with me not being able to smile or even look at cameras because I was very camera shy. I was socially awkward. So my parents put me into this like modeling and acting school. And apparently at the time there was a competition going around and like all these people were like, "Okay, just go sign up, sign up, just do it. And at this time, I was like, do I have to do I really have to do this? And they were like, yeah, just do it. So I go to this competition, it's in Orlando, Florida. And that's how I was like, hmm, there's multiple different competitions. One of them was singing and music related. And for me, singing was sort of a hobby back then. But I was like, you know what, I'm gonna enter this competition for singing. And I did. And that's how I actually got noticed by some talent scouts. When-
0: so when, when you went to this conference, Was it just, um, did you just go for singing? Did you go for acting or modeling?
1: Yeah, well, like some of these competitions were like mandatory. Like I think one of them was just like an advertisement one where you have to like go on a stage. You got to like act out an advertisement. Another one was like cold read. Another one was just walking up on stage, walking up there, which was, I guess, for modeling. But I know another competition I did join in was actually improv acting, and I ended up winning first place in my di- in my division. And for that, I was just like, "Wow, that was a really fun experience."
0: And and how old and how old were you at the time?
1: Hmm. This happened in twenty twenty two of August, so I'm pretty sure I was fifteen. I was fifteen when that competition happened.
0: Okay. So at a really really good age, to start really kind of breaking into something now i remember you know i, I mean it, it's been a while since you know we, we met it's been I, I think at least maybe it was two years ago
1: i think it was a year ago now because i yeah it was not one year ago because it was 2023 october
0: okay it was okay wow you have a better memory than i do <laughs> all right so it was, so, yeah. so 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 it's, so it's it's been over a year And um, I remember, I remember you singing. I I mean, listen, every time I meet an artist, I kind of do two things. I like them to sing, because not that it's an audition, but it's a chance for me just to hear what they sound like. A lot of people who I meet, think that they're auditioning. And as you know, already, do you really audition in the music business? It's like you? a
1: kind of. It's a kind of. I feel like it's a kind of.
0: A kind of. Okay. Is a no, it's not a trick question. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm but, 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 but but what I mean is, for instance, you're talking about cold reading. You're talking about acting. I mean, you 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 did have to audition to to land parts, right? Yes. But did you have to audition to land any kind of music part yet?
1: Not really. No it's more of a showcase than anything and just showing what people I have and then seeing if they were like, wow, we want to take you or no, we don't want to take you. At least that's my experience.
0: But, but even on Spotify, how you're really working your song, you know, obviously incredible. You already have over a hundred thousand streams. You just kind of, as an artist, you're like, you're figuring it out along the way, Mm -hmm. but um. You know, when I, when I met you, obviously you you had a a really cool voice, and you had like like you have a great personality. Like you know, you're you're talkative, you're, you're engageful, and I mean, I I just kind of like talkative people. So I mean, I obviously w- when I work with an artist, I mean, the first thing that I I like to do is one is you know have them learn everything about their vocal. But and by the way, you I've seen you improve immensely in your vocals. What was it like working with Stan?
1: Oh, he was amazing, Dean. He taught me a lot of things. And I want to say he helped me a lot, even with songwriting to a degree, because he taught me a lot of different techniques. He'd said, These are all for yourself. You don't have to use them. This is just extra tools for you to be able to use. He helped me realize and like identify myself as an artist. And I, I guess that's really what artist development really is about, huh?
0: It is, yeah. Yeah, there's difference between a singer and an artist. Yeah. So what are some of the things he showed you? And what are some okay. of the things you, yeah.
1: Okay. For like singing and such, he helped me realize that sometimes I wasn't even getting to my max capacity when it came to like my breathing and stuff. And it was like, wait, so there's like multiple ways I could be breathing. There's times where I should be breathing and there's like different ways I should time it and whatnot. And he also taught me a lot about how there's different ways to project your style because a lot of people, they always focus on going higher and higher with their notes or like louder and louder. But who knows? There's always more unique things someone can do. Like, how quiet or how softly someone can sing, how gentle one's voice can get. And I feel like a lot of gentle voices tend to get overlooked a lot, but I feel like they could be very good tools and a lot of different things you can use for it. I mean, the more, the merrier. You can either sing very loud or you can sing very soft. I have both options now.
0: Now, when you were working with Stan, did you find that really helped when you started writing songs with Tom?
1: Yes, actually, because he actually taught me a good amount of like, how to write as well. Because I feel like one thing I struggled with, and I feel like many other artists, or even writers in general, struggle with is like, I guess, writing block, right? Where a lot of people are like, wow, I got this great idea, but I don't know how to get it on paper or I don't know how to complete it. Well, that's the thing. you got to put it on paper first. And he taught me that with like this thing he called a crime scene investigation, where you would just identify everything. You would take every little detail and just write it down. You put all the words you're thinking about in your head, you write it down on a paper. That's how you draft it. And when you finally can see all those words on your paper, Then you can begin writing, and that helped me a lot with my writer's block. And that actually helped me write so many songs. Cause the funny thing is, that very first song I sang to you when we first met, that was a song I think I wrote in my freshman year of high school. So I was probably fourteen when I wrote that. Maybe even thirteen. I don't know. I can't remember. But the songs I recorded in Nashville, all of those were new, like completely new, like. In the span of, like, October 2023 all the way to, like, June or July 2024, or, nope, wait, huh, years are really confusing, aren't they? But, okay, yes, I met you actually in 2022, my bad, I found that out, oops, okay, so in that span, from, like, October all the way to July, I actually wrote, like, three new songs, in that span and it was because of his help.
0: Wow, so basically after working with Dan, he actually discipled you where you actually learned the craft of songwriting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really helpful.
0: Now, what was it like working with Tom Michael in Nashville?
1: Oh my God, he is the most chill guy I ever talked to. Like I love how easygoing he is because most of the times with the songwriting, I'll say this, Stan helped me to a degree to make my creativity flow. Did he actually write anything for me? No, I actually wrote all those songs all by myself. Same goes for Tom. He was more or less like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, that sounds great. And then by the time Nashville came, oh, I was so impressed. He had like so many things down. He had all the backing tracks. He was so relaxed too, because I had never recorded any songs before. And in fact, I will say this proudly, I'm not really a big singer, at least from the start, because my music journey, it did not start with me singing. I actually was a pianist. I started playing the piano around the age of seven, and that's how I, like, developed a love for music. I started learning other instruments, like the guitar, both acoustic and electric. I even started teaching myself, like, other random instruments, which I may not be as good at, like, Piano and guitar, but I know like a lot of different ones as well. But then singing came into my life and I was like, huh, you know what? I'll try it out. And when I had to record in Nashville, I'll say I was really nervous for the most part because I was like, oh my God, I never really sang in such a professional place before. But Tom, he was so easygoing. And I'm really grateful for that because he really soothed my nerves. I guess there was really nothing to worry about at all because I had a lot of fun there.
0: Now, you mentioned that you wrote a lot of the songs. Stan helped you with a creative aspect of it. He didn't write the songs for you. Did Tom help you complete those songs that you wrote? Did he add anything to it?
1: Nope. Wow. Like he, maybe like a little bit of thoughts and stuff. And he was just like, oh yeah, he would put input like, oh yeah, that sounds good. That sounds cool. But for the most part, all the songs that I have recorded, all of those I have wrote myself.
0: That's that's pretty amazing. Um, you you're a natural born songwriter. You know, <laughs> again, there's there's many artists that I have worked with over the course of my career where some aren't natural born songwriters like you. Um, and, and and by the way, and let me let me ask you this: Do you think songwriting is it is it something that you learned, or is it something that you're just born with, or did you learn it?
1: this really reminds me of a common psychological like debate which is like nature versus nurture and stuff but my take on this was that hmm I feel like I was somewhat born with it to a degree where it almost comes a little bit natural to me but at the same time I can say that it was definitely influenced and definitely inspired by others like I see some people on like America's Got Talent and I'm like, wow, they wrote those themselves. I want to be like that one day. And that's how it started. I feel like yes, someone can be born with it. Are they going to be good at it instantly? Definitely not. They need experience and they need to like grow and mature for it.
0: And collaborate.
1: Definitely, definitely. And for that, I'll say that there's definitely ways you can improve, but I do feel like songwriting, anyone can do it. Will you be good at it instantly? Nope. But it definitely takes time. And if you love music enough, you definitely can.
0: Now, now, what did you do to improve your songwriting?
1: Definitely stands advice with like CSI or crime scene investigations where I'll just jot every single word on a paper, even if it doesn't seem like it's gonna be helpful to me. Like, even if it's like a little brain fart or something, I'll just still write it down. And at the end of the day, that's how I write music.
0: Now, when you were writing your songs, Tom, and and by the way, you know, again, a lot of artists, you know, that I work with, some of them, you know, again, they, they need help with melody. They, they need, you know, help. I mean, right. Songwriting is like solving a puzzle, right. Mm. And sometimes songs can come together quickly and sometimes songs can, can take a minute. I mean, sometimes again, it could take a couple of weeks or months. I mean, I, I've even heard stories where some of the songs you hear, it took like a year to write. I mean, that, that's not every song, but it, it, it can happen. But, um, when you were writing songs, working with Stan and Tom, did you have a definitive sound in your mind? What you want these songs to sound like as far as genre?
1: Ooh, okay. I like to keep it kind of broad because this is a thing. I would say that I listen to music a good amount, but at the same time, I just haven't been listening to music nearly as much as I used to when I was younger but
0: because you're busier
1: yeah I mean I'm a junior in high school <laughs> now and it's like oh wow SATs exams making sure I can apply to good colleges making sure my grades are up there you know but I feel like the main genres I wanted to go into were indie alternative and like an in- alternative pop those are like my main and <laughs> favorite ones
0: now you you wrote several songs. Did you did you have a particular favorite one or were they all your favorites?
1: I'll say they're all my favorites honestly because I'm like, oh my god, they're like my babies, you know? Like I got to be proud of them.
0: So when before you went into the studio and recorded in Nashville, did you have a creative discussion with Tom of what you wanted the songs to sound like?
1: Yes. Well, where I'll say like, there are definitely songs that influenced all of the other ones I've made because like, it's really funny because all three songs that I recorded are like so different from each other in my mind and in at least how I want them to sound. We're like, huh. Good example, Density, which is the most recent one that I just dropped.
0: Which is a great song, by the way. Great song.
1: I'm so happy you think that because I was so nervous before releasing it. I was like, Oh my God, are people going to like it? Oh my God. This is my first debut. Oh my God. What am I going to do? I hope they like it.
0: Uh, okay. L- let's stop right there. Cause I want to ask you a question right there because okay. you're like, I hope they like it. Did it really bother you if people liked your music or not? Would, would it bother you or, or is it more important that you're proud of what you're doing?
1: that's a very deep question which i feel uh, like... by
0: the way alana <laughs> i always ask deep challenging questions as you know
1: yeah i'm just saying that okay it definitely did mean a lot to me on like how people would perceive my music at first because
0: okay i want to stop right there so when you're saying how people would perceive your music what people was are you are you referring to your immediate family or just random commenters on like social media, whether it's TikTok or wherever wherever you put your music?
1: I'd actually say both and genuinely all of them because here's the thing, random strangers critiquing it, I'm grateful for that. And if it's like negative, hey, at least I don't know them well, but for my parents and family and friends, I see them on a daily basis so like if they're like your song sucks or like oh I really love it I'm going to be around that kind of energy almost every single day so it's going to be hard for me to avoid so both of them I'd say it's criticism criticism is criticism and I'm willing to take almost any input from anyone at this point
0: so what were so what were some of the comments about your song
1: overwhelmingly positive so far and for that i'm extremely grateful because i was like oh my god am i going to get like a little bit of like at least some hate comments about this or some people not going to like this but i was really surprised when people i didn't even know that well at my own school were like wow i really loved your song wow keep me posted on when you decide to drop any future ones because you sound great this sounds really professional and I'm really grateful for that because it surprised me a lot. I guess I overthink a lot about everything I do. So when a lot of people were giving me positive feedback, I was extremely happy.
0: So do you get any negative comments? One, two, three.
1: So far, no.
0: And hopefully
1: it stays this way for a little bit longer.
0: Well, again you're 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 completely i mean that that you're 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 in a rare rare species for not getting a a a single negative comment because i mean typically artists when they do release music um i mean they 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 will get their fair share of negativity and the more popular you become the more you know you, sometimes you'll see negative comments. I mean, look, but but not there isn't an artist who isn't immune to that. I mean, the, the biggest artist, whether you're Adele, whether you're Taylor Swift, whether you're Olivia Rodrigo, whether you're Billie Eilish. Let me ask you this, Alana. When you go on there, whether they're Instagrams or they're TikToks, don't you see negative comments about them?
1: Oh, definitely. All the time.
0: All the time. And you know what? one of the first things an artist has to learn is ig- ignoring the haters because haters are going to hate, right? Didn't Taylor Swift write a song about that?
1: <laughs> yep, she did.
0: <laughs> so it it makes you kind of tough. It makes, and, and you know, artists, art, you know, being an artist is like, you know, you know, going go, go to a karate school. What's the whole point of karate school? to give you confidence it's it's how to stare down your competition stare down your bullies and and artistry can be very similar in that process so now you were again that that song density is 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 doing phenomenal you know what did you do to to push that song along like like what are some of the things that you did i mean you already have over a hundred thousand streams you're seeing money coming to your account already Like, what did you do specifically? Anything?
1: Okay. So here's the thing. I do my best, or at least I attempt, to, like, do social media. But the thing is, I'm not a big fan of it. I've never been a fan of social media. And the entire reason I even bothered downloading Instagram at first, even before Density, was because some of my friends and classmates are like, why don't you have, like, any socials? I'm like, I don't really want to. But I finally started making an account for all this music stuff because I had a single coming. But the reason why Density has exploded, I can credit that mainly to my family and friends because I have a lot of family back in the Philippines right now and they're always listening to it. I feel like they're my number one fans. Maybe my mom and dad, definitely so they've definitely they've definitely been spreading it like do you want to know the funny thing my parents they actually hated social media too they finally downloaded facebook and they've been promoting my song left and right like listen to our daughter's are single listen here listen to density now even boosting their own posts and stuff and i'm really grateful for that they've been super supportive of me
0: so Isn't it amazing, and you know it firsthand, how, again, you got over 100,000 streams on Spotify off of your first single you ever released. You didn't do much. You weren't on social media 24-7. You literally, you, along with your parents, downloaded social media accounts, got a user profile, started sharing it, and boosting a post here and there, and 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 you're not even like again wouldn't you agree you're not even doing this 24 hours a day and you got over a hundred thousand streams
1: for me i'd say like i want to credit all of those streams to my family and friends because they've been spreading the song themselves they're like oh my god this is so good like even my friends who don't really use social media to a high extent they've been using things like discord or even like going around school and saying oh my god you're so good and even some of my teachers at my school they're like oh my god
0: so you know what that's actually called word of mouth so your song is spreading through word of mouth people telling other people which by the way that's priceless you know word of mouth is worth more than a billboard on Times Square because word of mouth is people trusting other people. If I tell like my friends, hey, check this out, they're going to trust me because I know them, they know what I like and they're gonna check it out. That's more meaningful of you being a bill on a billboard on Times Square because no one knows who that person is on the billboard. And um, it's not personal. It's not personable. So that's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Now, have you grown to like social media a bit? or are you still kind of like have a kind of love hate relationship with it?
1: Definitely love hate. I don't really like social media to a degree, because I don't know. I just never liked it as a person. Or like, even when I was younger, I never really liked indulging in it that much. But it's sort of my job as, like, a musician. Like, if I really want to market myself, I got to use it. And that's why it's more of a love-hate relationship. Like, thank you for, like, promoting myself for free. By myself, on, like, social media, I can do it for free. But at the same time, mm, it's a love-hate relationship.
0: So so what did you do before the release of the song? So basically, you 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 went to Nashville you recorded the song, Um, Tom sent you the song a couple of months later, you were involved in that process. By the way, when Tom sent you that song, did you make any changes to that song? Were you like, do this, do that?
1: Yes, actually, like, okay. Hmm, I'm trying to think exactly what I've said. This was in December, so, okay. Okay, so I remember for some of the ad-libs, I thought they were a little bit like too loud. So I asked him to like, turn it down a little bit. Around the um first verse, I did say that I thought my voice came off a little bit too strong. So I requested for him to lower down the volume just a little bit, just a smidge. And for the most part, everything else about the song was like perfect. It was really just the ad-libs and like the opening line for me.
0: Okay. And now when, so you made some changes. so what did you do before you you released the song on distrokid so you, you you put the song on distrokid um you set a release date what did you do did you do anything beforehand to to promote it you know let people know what what did you do
1: okay so this is sort of like an after i did put it on distrokid because the pre safe link is up right mm-hmm. and On my social media, I would actually post a lot about it. Like, go pre-save Density now. Please pre-save Density. And a lot of my friends, I would tell them about it. And for the most part, most of them do know that I'm a musician. But this is my very first song that I'm releasing. They all know me for, like, playing the piano, playing the guitar, singing a bit. But they were all really anticipating my first song because they're like wow this is going to be your very first one can't wait to hear it we can't wait to support you and yeah i can definitely say a lot of my friends and a lot of my family were already talking about the song well before i it was even like up there this is like in its pre-saving days too
0: now now that your song's your song's been out for what maybe three or four months now
1: okay it came out around december so this is i think secondish month thirdish okay month.
0: Well, okay all right second secondish month hundred thousand streams great so do people in your school i mean do they you know again kids talk um did they think you're like did they treat you differently that you have a song that you're on spotify are you treated differently by people
1: Hmm. it depends on who you're talking to because <laughs> everyone knows and some of the people who knows they might probably treat me like a SoundCloud rapper if you know what I'm saying where they're just like oh okay but then there's some of the people that actually treat me a lot differently because they they make jokes like wow we have a rising pop star at our own school we have a resident pop star here even my teachers like it's really funny when I walk into my first class of the day I'm like half awake like one eye blinking a little bit faster than the other, you know, because it just woke up. And my teacher is like, oh wow, we have a little rock star here in our class.
0: So so basically you're saying that they treat you with respect. They they treat you like almost like a little celebrity.
1: <laughs> it's kinda. Especially after this one school talent show where I actually did perform it and I did make it to the finals for it. So yeah, a good amount of people do know about my song now, and I'm very grateful that they treat me with such respect. Wow,
0: that that's that's incredible. Now, are there any other artists in your school that that are doing what you're doing? Like, you know, they're they're writing and they they're recorded music and they're they have it out there.
1: oh, oh that's hard. There's like two thousand plus kids at my public high school, so. I don't really know if anyone else has recorded professionally in the studio. I feel like there's definitely plenty who wrote at least a song or two at my school, though. There's theater kids. And so cool. so so
0: so so what you're saying is that you don't know who they are, but they know who you are.
1: It depends. I think some know <laughs> me. I don't really know, like if all two thousand kids know my name. Definitely not, but. I will say that there's a good handful that know who I am.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, not not, not everyone's, listen, there are very, very sizable artists out there today where a lot of people don't know who they are, but they're sizable artists. I mean, the only, I think the only artist that everyone knows who they are is someone like Taylor Swift. <sighs> I mean, yeah. don't don't you follow artists? Don't you listen to artists where you know that you love? That a lot of people don't know who they are
1: hmm trying to think about some oh yes yeah definitely
0: <laughs> yeah t- tell me some of your artists you listen to who you like who you listen to who you're okay. a fan of and you're like but i know a lot of people don't know who they are
1: okay i feel like some of these are still kind of mainstream because i left behind my 2020 2021 alternative phase but so far, the ones I've been the most addicted to, as of recently, Olivia Rodrigo. Who I e- love everyone her. knows
0: who they everyone knows. I her
1: love, love her. I'm trying to think exactly about who are some of the people I have loved. Obsc- I'd obscure, obscure,
0: obscure, obscure artist. That that again, obscure artist.
1: Hold on, I might even need to go through my Spotify list for this one.
0: Sure, I want to hear some.
1: Okay. Beach Bunny. I love Beach Bunny a mm-hmm. lot. I love Cafune. Never I heard. Like, I feel like a good amount of people will know the neighborhood.
0: I know the neighborhood. Sweater Weather.
1: That's Yeah, that's still pretty mainstream. I, 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 wanna, I will
0: go through your list. I want to know how many I know and who I don't know.
1: Hold on. I'm finding it right now. do 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 Okay, Girl in Red.
0: No Girl in Red.
1: Crying City. Don't know. Leve. Or for some people who pronounce her name as Lafay.
0: Yeah, she, she actually was obscure and now is getting more. So another another actually artist introduced me to her prior to a couple of months ago. I never heard of her. But now I now that she's oh, again sure. a big. In- yeah. Okay, go on.
1: Okay, where was I? Cave Town? No. Hmm. Hmm. The Living Tombstone?
0: Never heard. Are they good?
1: Oh, I love them so much. Like, they were my childhood growing up. Okay. I remember listening a lot to their songs because they would make songs about, like, different fandoms and video games, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, my God.
0: Who else? Let's keep on going down your list. Okay. This is a fun game.
1: Okay. No, Be A Badoobie is too mainstream. Hmm. Sabrina Carpenter, I feel like she, you she's. Would definitely yeah, I know.
0: We, yeah, she's pretty out there.
1: Saunder? Mm, know the name. David. Just David. Or his name is this spelled D for V
0: <laughs>
1: He's the guy who uh created romantic hom- homicide. Don't know. Okay, cigarettes after sex. Don't know. The Haunt? Don't know. Hmm. Zolita? Don't know. Hmm. Mitsuki? Well, she's becoming more mainstream. Yeah,
0: she, she, she's the Asian artist, right?
1: Yeah, she's Asian.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know who she is.
1: Hmm. Oh, I found a new artist very recently, but her name is Luna Day, and she mm. created a song called Say It Back. How is it? I love it so much. I love the key change she, she done. It's so good. I love
0: her music. So, so, okay. So you released the first song. When are you planning to release? What's the title of your second song?
1: Moonstruck.
0: When are you planning to release it?
1: I was actually planning on releasing it this month, but I'm still waiting a little bit on Tom so we can finish some revisions. I'm not really sure when we're going to have it, by, but I was really hoping to have it done by this month so I could release my third and final one oh. in April before I turned seventeen. Are but- you excited about the song March.
0: are you exci- are you excited about the song
1: Oh definitely of course I'm excited for moonstruck It's like again I feel like all my songs are like my babies to a degree so of course I'm excited
0: <laughs> who would you like to who would you now okay so you're going so when do you when do you start oh you're a junior in high school so mm-hmm how how so you go let's say you go to college in what in, in any in a year in a year year and a half right
1: hmm.
0: how do you plan to balance your love of music and college
1: okay so here's the thing i'm kind of going at it as it goes and sort of letting it flow and trying to be as natural as possible about this because even when i was younger this is the funny thing I would always have arguments with my mom and dad growing up because I loved music a lot I was a pianist I wanted to make music but my parents here's here comes the Filipino stereotype both my parents are nurses and what do Filipinos want their children to also become something in the medical field a nurse. A nurse, and I remember when I was like mom dad I want to be a musician they looked at me like I had a third eye or something and they were like you need something that has like a recession-proof job something with good insurance a musician that would not work but after the competition and after a lot of people said like oh you have potential my parents threw me right at it and that was already when I sort of accepted yeah I'm going into the medical route so I was like, "Wow, now I'm stuck at this crossroad. I either focus a lot on my academics and school or I focus on music. What am I going to do? So I do my best to almost keep this balance between both of them. And I would like to say I'm kind of doing a good job because I made it to like, I made it to straight A's. I have straight A's on my grades. I'm My main goal is to just keep my grades up while still working on music in my free time.
0: So basically, what you're saying is, you're gonna you're gonna do both. You're you're gonna go to college. You're gonna get yeah. your straight. You're gonna get your straight A's, and you're gonna do music. Yep. And and by the way, many people do that. Um. By the way, a lot of people. I mean, when you went to Nashville to record. I mean, you're familiar with those big musicals. You're familiar with those big music schools in Nashville. Actually, Tom is an adjunct professor at a at at a you know, in a music school. He teaches audio and production. So a lot of these, um, a lot a, a lot of students go to actually music schools. Now, what are you going to school for? Is it going to be in the in the medical arena?
1: I'm planning on it for the most part because I want to have like a backup for things because here's the thing I like being secure and I always like having a backup plan for sure, like a smart because here's the thing music as much as I love it I'm not sure if I'll make it in the industry I like to keep my hopes up and I like to like have hope and faith that I'm going to make it in the industry one day but at the same time I don't want to chase a goal that's impossible to chase where I'll end up without money without insurance or without in my own mm-hmm. imagination, a future. So I like to not keep my eggs all in one basket. I like That's to smart. keep in different ones, you know, so.
0: So let me ask you this. Do you think working in music, like working with these creative professionals, do you think that made you a smarter person? Hmm. Like, do you think it opened up your mind and made you, again, a better human, a smarter person, working on your music with professionals
1: definitely working with a professional i feel like when you work with someone who is of higher status to you you sort of take a little bit of them with you Mm -hmm. take some of the pieces that you see in them and you sort of infuse it with yourself to a degree so i feel like i definitely got a lot wiser I definitely got smarter. I gained some insight from their own experiences as artists.
0: So you mentioned, by the way, something every artist, no matter what career you're embarking on, everyone asks themselves, am I going to be successful at this? Is this something I can turn into a living? And that, by the way, that's any profession. Now, As an artist, did you do this because you, one, you wanted to make a career out of it, out of music, or did you do music because you loved it?
1: Hmm. As a child, when I had this passion for music that was at its absolute peak, I'd say that I entered music because I loved it. But for me now, and maybe it's because I have matured a lot and maybe it's because I just grew older and I can sort of see like how life really is to a degree. I know I'm 16. I know I'm not really an adult yet, but I can still see the world as it is and how like you got to put work into things. You got to get a job. You got to have money. You got to pay your bills and your taxes. I started seeing music as a way to turn it into a career that I can still somewhat enjoy, but I still want- and, and,
0: And by the way, what you said, every creative, whether you're an actor, whether you're a model, whether you're a musician, even back since the foundation of music, all the artists worked, whether they waited tables, they had professional jobs, every- all, every single huge artist was working, and they turned their passion into a career while working. There's a great story. I, I I grew up on rock. I grew and I grew up on Michael Jackson. I grew up on pop. I like all genres of music, but he, here is a great story. There there is an artist, um, a, a rock artist, and they were called Three Doors Down, and. They, they, just like you, all, all of them were, were, were working people, they loved music, played music as a band. They ended up getting signed. I, I, I know you want to get signed one day, but you know now, but you already know now you, you can get a hundred thousand streams without having a record deal. You're already seeing money come in without a record deal. Back then it was a lot harder to make money as an artist without having a record label. But anyway, they, they ended up getting signed and this guy is actually has a great job at the airport. He's, he's actually an airport mechanic. And his song is number one on the radio and he's still working. And his song is number one on the radio and, and, and one of the label employees basically said to him, I, I, I think you should quit your job now. <laughs> so my, my, my point is, <laughs> I'm just giving you story. a story, a working professional, having a number one song on the radio now. So what you're doing is perfectly normal. Okay. I, I need to plan for a career while i do music. I think, I think a generation got confused with that because they think that just because they put themselves on social media, that they didn't have to make money. Like, you know, Hey, I put myself on social media and a million dollars is going to come in tomorrow. Like that's where some of this generation got confused about. Right. No. So, so, but, 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 but I don't, I don't, I don't know why that ever happened, but, but you, you look at the, the regular musicians out there They're like, no, you know, and a lot of artists take jobs a lot of times in, in, in what they're doing. But now let me ask you this. Do you believe you have the talent to make it into a career? Like, do you believe you have a talent where, you know what I'm, I know one day somehow people are going to embrace my music and i'm going to turn this into a living do you believe that
1: i definitely believe that i do have a talent or a gift for music and i would love to share the gift of music like even today i was actually volunteering at a hospital and i was actually playing the piano in the front lobby and a lot of people would walk up to me give me compliments god bless a lot of like you whatever you have and this piano playing this is a gift your music is a gift never stop playing and I like to believe that hopefully one day I'll make it in the music industry am I really sure that it's going to happen no because I can't tell the future but I can say that I'm definitely going to try to make those dreams a reality and
0: and guess what Alana that's that's all that's that, that's all you need to do. you know there, there there is a great great book that I read and um it's it's geared towards creators I mean it's, it's geared towards whether you're you're creating music, whether you're creating a product, whether you're creating anything and um you know w- one of the key fundamental principles is just show up. like you can't control the outcome. I can't control the outcome. All we can do, Is show up every day, do the best we can. Do not worry about the outcome because outcome interferes with the creative process. If you were worried about the outcome of music, would you be able to write those same songs you're writing now?
1: Definitely not, if I'm too worried about what's going to happen in the future.
0: Exactly. So spending time worrying about the outcome interferes with creativity and is something we can't control. Every single artist, whether it's Taylor Swift, Adele, Olivia Rodrigo, went into this because they loved it, not to get a return on their investment. I never met an artist that said, well, why gain the music? Oh, because I want to get a return on my investment. I, that doesn't exist. They do it because you love it. You do it. It, it started out as a hobby for you, and 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 now you're doing it really on a professional level. Like like I told you, getting a hundred thousand streams on Spotify is is a big feat. That's amazing, and it's growing day by day. So I believe you have a future ahead of you. And a lot of that's determined on obviously you, right? I mean, e- even the people that you worked with, like the inner circle that you worked with, the great team. You know this, Solana. Like. Can we make you into a star? Can we do that?
1: Nope. I feel like most of this is going to be on my own actions. And I feel like I definitely will have support along the way, but I feel like it's going to be mainly me. And it's up to me for myself to carve my own future out of this.
0: And and let me ask you this. Have, have, have we been supportive?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, the 100K definitely shows that. <laughs> okay. I'm
0: okay. happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my, my, you know, I love working with artists and and creators, and and one of my goals is is to is to be supportive of them, and however I can do to kind of help help them continue on their journey. Um. So, last question: Who, if it was anyone who you would like to tour with, who would you like to tour with? Open up for. Her. Oh my God,
1: it's such a hard decision. Hmm. Okay. Either Melanie Martinez or Olivia Rodrigo. I love, I love both of them. Maybe like it, it just depends. Like if anyone wanted me to open for them, I'll be like, wow, of course I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it because that's an opportunity and I'll take any opportunity I can get at this point.
0: Now, you know what? Let's see. Here's what you should do. You should literally write that down and put it on your wall. And you should see, I I will, I will open up for Melanie Martinez or Olivia Rodrigo. You should literally write it down on a notepad because I can't tell you how many artists I've talked to over the course of years. They said that what they wanted, and when they wrote it down, like they couldn't believe it, like it actually happened. So i know it, it, it it's crazy so write that down also start tagging those artists yeah. <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> R- write it down and, and, and another thing start, start start tagging them you know do you know how many times an art like one of those bigger artists will, will actually i i can't tell you a lot of these artists like who they become friends with and or they open up for the road A lot of these are the people that they meet. Like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, like some artist tagged me and like I checked out their music and I loved it and I contacted them and I'm like, hey, let's play some shows together. That happens all the time.
1: God, I hope I don't do them wrong. God, I hope I don't do them wrong.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Do do, do, do you know like Kid Leroy? Mm. You know Kid Leroy is? He was just a kid that started like tagging in Justin Bieber and everything. And Justin Bieber's like, hey, this kid sounds pretty good. And then messaged him. So you know, you and you're good enough. I mean, listen, if I was Olivia Rodrigo and I heard your song, I'm like, wow, this is a great song. This is a cool girl. Let's let's, let's do some shows.
1: <laughs> I'd be honored. I'd be so honored.
0: Yeah. Well, you you're you're going to do something, Alana. So um, well, listen, it, it it was it it was great. You know, I loved having you here. Um, you know, I, I and again, what why why I felt this conversation was special is I, I don't do this a lot, meaning that you know, I don't talk to new artists a lot like this. I think you're really the only one. Um, you know, I usually talk to creative professionals, something, but but you know, I, I'm really inspired by, by your song and and, and kind of how we worked with each other. And um, I kind of just wanted to have this conversation and um, thanks for popping on. And, um, you know, I can't wait to hear your next single.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dean.
0: So last question, what are you doing this weekend?
1: That's such a good question. Probably sleeping in. I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, <laughs> sleep is good.
1: Sleep I to be honest. I can hear my mom giggling in the corner.
0: <laughs> so, um, I love for your mom to pop on. If your mom can pop on, she can.
1: No, I. I think she's good. I think okay. she's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have to look. Have to look over there real
0: fast. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Um, so awesome, Alana. So, um, we'll 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 be in touch and um, we'll we'll talk soon. Enjoy your sleep. <laughs>
1: I'd say you too, but I don't really know if you're going to be sleeping. I know Uh, you're a pretty busy guy. I I, I, I can
0: catch up on some sleep, so I'll I'll be (laughs) going to do a lot of relaxing this weekend.
1: Hope you have a great weekend, Dean. You too, Alana. Talk soon. Talk soon.